good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is brought to you by Minsure, M-N-Sure, Minnesota Insurance Marketplace, where individuals and families can shop Compare and choose health insurance. Go to mnsure.org. Hey, we've got a jam-packed show, Wendy. Uh, I'm about to sneeze, so I'm going to hit the sneeze button. <laughs> but we have uh, Shannon Housley, president of Stock Muncie Band of Mohican Indians out of Wisconsin on today. And, of course, your uh, sacred animal section. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Lots to talk about, lots of, lots of animal advocacy, uh, things happening here. Right on. Hey, so we talk about news and we have news that uh, you don't hear anywhere else. So why don't we uh, quickly run to Ogama with the news that we don't hear or you don't hear anywhere else. Welcome, Ogama. Bonjour, Anin relatives. This is Ogama Ganu Akwe here with some news and information for you on Native Roots Radio. First thing I want to talk about is tonight and tomorrow at the Drum Hall at White Earth Tribal and Community College in Monoman is Winter Legends as told by Mary Moose and Joe Sutherland from 5 to 8 p.m. Again, that's tonight and tomorrow, January 18th and 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Drum Hall at the White Earth Tribal and Community College in Monoman, Minnesota. This is a wonderful time to hear winter stories told by Mary Moose and Joe Sutherland as well as, uh, you know, connect with community and, uh, you know, the gathering is free and it's open to the community and food will be provided. So come and spend some time with your community and take some time to go see that event. Another event that's coming up Saturday, February 11th, is the Intertribal Snow Snake Festival out on Madeline Island in Wisconsin. There is going to be an MC warming tent and food and drinks available this year. People are encouraged to bring additional goods to cook or feed. There's going to be an outside lakeside fire. There's going to be awesome events and games, but you just have to uh, complete the challenge, which is uh, getting to Joni's Beach on Madeline Island. There are three main ways to the island. First is the Madeline Island Ferry. The number there is 715-747-2051. The second way is the Madeline Island Wind Sled, 715-747-5400. Or you can take the ice road from the Bayfield Ferry Landing to La Pointe. The number for that is 715-747-5400. You're also welcome to snowshoe, cross-country, snowmobile, dog sled, or walk over. Registration, excuse me, registration for this event is on site when you make it to the island. Bring your own gas and buy supplies on the mainland. Please come self-sufficient and be safe. Youth exhibitions and instruction are going to start at 10 a.m. on Saturday, February 11th. The student throw begins at 11 a.m. Then men's and women's track start at 1 p.m. for 55 and older. And men's and women's track for 54 and under start at 3 p.m. Check out the Intertribal Snow Snake Festival Facebook event page uh, to make sure that that you are RSVPing and uh, you can get the necessary numbers that you need to contact the organizer. Uh, it's going to be a really great event. Wish I could be there for that one. More locally here in Minnesota, I wanted to uh, touch base here that uh, the Minnesota House, uh, for the first time, um, has approved a cannabis legalization bill, and they're the first committee to do so. Uh, it was heard over on uh, Wednesday of last week, and uh, the Minnesota House of Representatives heard the legalization of adult-use cannabis and Minnesota bill, and uh, it's a complicated situation. Um, medical marijuana has been legal in Minnesota since 2014. 
2019, and last year the legislature legalized recreational cannabis edibles for adults, provided each edible contained a maximum of 5 milligrams of THC, and only if that THC, which is the... uh, chemical in marijuana that makes you feel high. Um, If that THC was derived from hemp, uh, which hemp has such a very low level of THC uh, that it takes a massive amount of hemp um, and significant processing to be able to derive anything out of it. Um, However, there's now a house bill that's very similar to a recreational cannabis bill and the version would permit persons 21 and older to use or possess or transport cannabis paraphernalia um, two ounces or less of cannabis flower or five pounds of less in a person's uh, residence, eight grams or less um, in a concentrate or edible products infused with 800 milligrams or less of THC. Um, There's some other provisions in here um, regarding public and private areas as well. And there would be several legal limits on marijuana use and civil penalties for violating those limits, including driving under a motor vehicle while under the influence of cannabis and giving cannabis to a person under the age of 21 or using cannabis as a promotional gift. However, um, the bill now has to make a dozen committee stops because it's going to make really significant changes in many parts of Minnesota's law because we have to look at labeling of cannabis products, taxing of cannabis products, creating and funding programs to combat cannabis abuse. There's uh, dozens of types of licenses for growing and selling and transporting and testing, um, strengthening regulation for low-dose hemp-based products, um, plus eliminating criminal penalties for cannabis possession and, of course, expunging the criminal criminal records of people previously convicted of low-level cannabis offenses. Um, So this still has a long road, um, but there is uh, some things that are happening here in Minnesota on the road to... uh, legalization for adult use of uh, marijuana products and just wanted to touch base on that for anybody who uh, had not yet heard or have been following on that. Just a friendly reminder that marijuana and hemp are actually different. Hemp does not have enough of the chemical THC to uh, get you high when uh, using that in a traditional recreational way, whereas marijuana does. However, hemp does have some other really powerful properties, including the ability to make textiles, uh, possibly make batteries so that we would not have to use uh, and mine uh, really toxic minerals to make batteries for electric vehicles and other things, as well as as, uh, you know, a lot of other uses when it comes to protecting Mother Nature. So just wanted to touch base on that for those of you uh, who might be following that here in Minnesota. Uh, nationally, I wanted to touch base on what's happening down in Ecuador. Um, in Ecuador, major indigenous organizations said that they are preparing to hold protests in mining areas to attempt to stop extractive activities near their communities. Uh, Reuters reported on this on January 12th. The uh, indigenous organization CONAI, C-O-N-A-I-E, led protests last year that paralyzed the country for about two weeks. And there's an anti-mining group that also voted during an assembly to oppose the expansion of mining in Ecuador because of the social and environmental harm to communities there. The two groups voted to prepare conditions of territorial defense in areas where mining companies were present and added that the measures will be progressive. The leader of the Kanai group says that they want transnational mining companies and mining business people in the country to not invest in more mining because they are going to defend their land. They did not specify when those protests might begin, but uh, the organization, the indigenous people and environmental organizations say that the conservative president there has not complied with deals made after last year's demonstration to place a moratorium on mining in ancestral indigenous territories until the legislature approves a law to outline community consultation rules for projects. Uh, That sounds oddly familiar to what's happening here in the U.S., From January to October of 2022, mining brought in $2.3 billion in export revenue and was about 42% higher than the same period in the year before uh, down in South America in the Ecuadorian region uh, where this is taking place. So, um, you know, indigenous people all over the world have been fighting for the use of land and water and for uh, meaningful consultation before those harmful things are brought into communities. So uh, solidarity to those 
relatives down south of the border. Uh, borders are imaginary, but, uh, you know, our southern relatives, I want to send out solidarity to you as uh, you stand off miting, uh, which is something that's uh, being worked on here in Minnesota as well. Something that I hope to talk about either uh, tomorrow or uh, sometime early next week. Uh, I want to touch base on what's happening with mining situations here in Minnesota because there are several. We also need to uh, touch base a little bit on updates on what's happening after the Line 3 construction came through Minnesota. There's several problems with that. That regulatory agencies in Minnesota have not been uh, very forthright in talking about and, uh, you know, that makes me nervous. So we'll be talking about those issues a little bit later on next week. Back to you, Robert. Hey, thanks, Ogama. Up next, uh, President Shannon Housley, uh, Stock Muncie, Band of Mohican Indians out of Wisconsin. We'll be right back after the short break. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. I'm here to ask you for your support. Finding honest, Native-centered news is not easy. But with your support, we're able to provide accurate information about Standing Rock, Line 3, treaty violations, and COVID-19 in our Native communities. Please visit Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon and donate if you can. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Pinigigi, and thank you for your support. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, we're here with Shannon, uh, the president of Stockbridge, Muncie, Mohican Nation, Shannon Housley. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it, it's exciting to have you on, Shannon, because uh, the Civic Media Network, which is in Wisconsin that we're on, is now uh, grown to 11 stations. So we're 11 stations in Wisconsin along with uh, the mothership here uh, in uh, the Twin Cities and all over Turtle Island on Facebook Live and YouTube. But it's great to have you on and, and represent Wisconsin in a good way. Oh, <laughs> happy new year and hoa to you and uh, wendy it's so good to be here and happy new year to your listeners and right it's a groundswell it's exciting when you know something like uh your 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 the way that you are trying to um connect uh indigenous communities and educate non-indigenous communities is amazing and the fact that um, your uh, syndication has grown as quickly as it has is not surprising, but I think, um, you know, I, I, your tagline, I'm awake, is exactly what's happening. We're seeing this across uh, Turtle Island where you finally have engagement uh, across um, different sectors of people and that enjoyment of different races of people, because I think um, the thing that connects us all is we all belong to the human race. So it's really exciting to be a part of um, this exciting movement for both of you. Yes. So thank you. And it has been exciting. It's been, um, it's been great to meet people like you. I ran into you in, in Washington, which was awesome to see. I, I flew in there for just the, the day or day and a half for the ICWA hearing and you were there too, uh, representing and, uh, uh, it, it's good to it, it's good to let our, our allies know what we're doing and what we're all about, and so that's why I thought it was important to have you on uh, and talk a little bit about yourself, especially for uh, the people that kind of know about your tribe or kind of know about you in Wisconsin, and and now we have this big uh, 
this big wow. influencer, big coverage in Wisconsin now. So it's it's kind of fun. So so to just give uh, your listeners a little background, um, by no means is there um, there's no such thing as the last of the Mohicans. Clearly, um, as <laughs> as depicted in history books, um, our tribe uh, migrated through that wonderful Indian Relocation Act. We originated from upstate New York, and then we spent some time in. Um, New Jersey, and then Massachusetts during the um, Civil War. And then we came across the Ohio Valley. Uh, we came to uh, Calumet County and Kona, and then we um, acquired our original, now our ceded territory of Shano County um, from Menominee Nation. So we've been in Wisconsin a few short hundred years, um, unlike your tribal nation, who is indigenous of Wisconsin, uh, but um, there are 11 federally recognized tribes in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I Stockbridge Muncie is one of them. Uh, we came across, we made that journey across with the Oneida uh, tribe of Wisconsin. So we have connections and relatives um, associated there. But I also serve as the president of the Great Lakes Intertribal Council, which also comprises of the federal, the, the 11 federally recognized tribes of Wisconsin. And um, we're a policy-based board and an advocacy-based board. And we get together uh, uh, frequently to discuss things, all things uh, that relate to our tribal communities, especially right now, Robert and Wendy, as uh, we're coming on the other side of the pandemic. And there's an all-time high with the issue of mental health. And then um, the opioid crisis and epidemic that's had, that's been occurring um, for some time um, in America. And, you know, you're starting to see significant deaths um, on tribal nations. And so there's been a significant call to action by tribal nations, both individually and collectively, to fight this endemic because we recognize one of the most important things that we have or our most apprised and important resource are our people, and especially that of our young people. Um, Great Lakes, uh, myself, uh, we've been working on a project, an adolescent wellness in treatment facility that's culturally centric. Um, it is, to say the least, a labor of love. It was 25 uh, years in the making, and now we are happy to report we're at the final stages, and it is our hope that we will break ground this spring and finally start that journey to healing for our, our young people. But we're not going to stop there. We recognize that this endemic has been a systematic barrier that has existed since first contact. So what we're going to do is not just treat the child, we're going to treat the whole family. And then we are going to go back into our communities and finding, find our own reconnection to our language, our culture, and our traditions, and bring about our own healing in a more holistic way. Wow, that's exciting! Uh, really, really exciting, and I think we're we're trying to do a few things like that. That I should shoot you an email later uh, uh, in Minnesota here too. That that was beautiful what you said, and I think that's something that Native Americans we can really buy into um, because whether it's sweats, whether it's elders telling creation stories and bringing us close to our. Our, our, our way and that we don't need these drugs and, and be proud of who we are. Uh, it's been, you know, the, since the pandemic, it, the, the opioid addictions have been doing push-ups in the parking lot. And it's something that we haven't talked about because we've been really focused on that. But I agree, President, uh, it, it's, it's, it's there in a big way still. It, it certainly has. And, you know, we're now in, you know, in the, latter part of the 21st century, we're dealing with the opioid endemic. But as I had pointed out earlier, there has been systematic barriers to our people since first contact. And so there are so many issues that we're starting to contend with. But I, I also want to remind our, our listeners that we're also resilient people. You know, uh, we've, you know, we've been fighting pandemics since 1492, right? So, um, we're used to, this is nothing new. And I think really, Robert and Wendy, that's why tribal nations responded to the p pandemic in the manner in which they did. They put their people first. They were resourceful. They knew what to do. They followed the science. They, they tried to do everything to protect their most apprised resource, which was our people. And so, you know, with that said, um, 
it's it's we're at a time and place to an exciting time and place where there's it's a time of truth and reconciliation from the boarding school experience and finally those discussions that are long overdue and some acknowledgement to the atrocities imposed upon our people and just um, trying to bring healing around that. You know, um, it, it's not a matter of just um, trying to re-traumatize our people, but it's a it's an opportunity to learn and grow from their traumas and also to, to celebrate their strengths and to thank them for our survival. Had it not been their will and their spirit to survive, uh, you and I wouldn't be here today. So there's a lot to be celebrated also. Wow. Uh, just powerful words. And uh, we got less than a minute. Uh, I just, I, it's exciting to hear you. And I, I know so many strong women, and, <laughs> including my wife. Uh, <laughs> and the women leading the way is the, the native way, you know, and it's really great to hear you. And I hope Everyone feels what I feel uh, about this str- uh, strong uh, president here of her nation. Um, very amazing and uh, great words. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Well, and thank you for having me and thank you for the continued um, platform and amplifying those important issues. I think Native Americans have a lot to teach the world, you know, um, historically and otherwise. And right now there's we're at a time and place where a lot of people have ident- we're in a place where there's some um, some issue around identity and who they are, not specifically just with our people, but generally speaking. And we need to have these robust conversations and we need to build confidence. But like my grandmother said, if you don't know who you are, you're, you're not going to know where you're going. And, and that's critical foundationally. And know who, be proud of that, you know, but it starts with how we even perceive ourselves. You know, somebody I, I speak to a lot of younger people about that. And I, I my first question to them is, is, who are you? Where do you come from? Who are your people? What is, you know, and but when you have a check the box endeavor, like you're identifying as Caucasian or as white, what exactly does that mean? You know, you come, you have, you have roots to your, your language, your country, all of those things. And I think it's time, it's well overdue that we start pushing that policy where there is historical and relevant teachings within our school systems. We're where children take pride in who they are and they understand the plight of their ancestors and how they arrived here even. So with that said, I, I just think we have a lot of work to do. So. Well, wow. Great words. And, uh, from now on, I'm calling our, our white allies, European, uh, natives or European Americans. <laughs> you know, but it, I think it's critically important. It really is. And take pride in who you are. You know, there's, there's language and traditions and associations, and it's important to know that. Wow, Shannon, thank you so much for stopping in. Uh, we got to make this happen more often. Really appreciate it. Uh, we were just talking to Shannon Housley, president of Stock Muncie Band of Mohican Indians in Wisconsin. Peeny Gigi, thanks for coming on. Anishik and Happy New Year to everyone. Be well and be safe. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why habitation for my home? 
Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama into your interiors. Hello, Minneapolis. Make sense. Make progress. Make a date. Make an appointment with me. Weeknights from 10 to midnight here on AM 950. On the show, This Queer Book Saved My Life, we talk with LGBTQ plus guests about the queer books that saved their lives. On our next episode, we chat with Michael Barakiva about the young adult novel Dreadnought by April Daniels. April joins Michael for a deep dive into YA queer lit, as well as the politics of comic books and writing queer superheroes. You can listen to This Queer Book Save My Life every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The Mary T. family of companies serve seniors and people with a wide range of disabilities. We provide home health care, hospice services, and accessible rental housing. This is Mary T., and we'd like you to join us. We're hiring direct care professionals, CNAs, nurses, and other support services. Our mission is to provide quality, personalized services to meet the unique and evolving needs of the people that we serve. Join a Minnesota family-owned company that was founded on a history of care. Apply today at MaryTInc.com slash careers. Hi, this is Kirk Duckwall with the Twin Cities Real Estate Show here on AM 950. Has our market changed? Yes. However, unlike what some people are saying, our Twin Cities market is still up by almost 8% year over year, and days on market are near an all-time low. If you're thinking of selling and would like not just a market analysis, but a total market overview, give me a call at 651-303-0019 or find me anytime at housegeeks.com. AM 950 KTNF St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Over 98% of people who experience sexual harassment or sexual assault in the workplace choose not to report it. Whether it's the fear of retaliation, belief that a bystander will report it, or worry about career advancement, at MJSB Employment Justice, we help employees take a stand. I'm Bree Johnson, partner at MJSB Employment Justice, a 50% women-owned law firm. If you feel unsure what to do following sexual harassment, we will be your voice to speak your truth. Be heard. You deserve better. Contact us today for a free consultation at mjsbjustice.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. A winter weather advisory is in effect tonight as we expect 2 to 4 inches of snow with a low around 26. Then Thursday, another 1 to 2 inches of snow with a high near 30. The Great Wall Restaurant offers an extensive Chinese menu with an emphasis on Szechuan and Mandarin cuisine. Some of their specialties include the double-sautéed lamb, seafood delight, and crispy boneless duck. The Great Wall Restaurant is located just north of 50th and France on the Edina-Minneapolis border. More at greatwallidina.com. Bijou, I am Oshawashko Gijig. I'm from Red Lake Nation, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with Bob Blake from Red Lake. I just have to say that. I love saying that. But we're here with Robert Blake, uh, owner of Solar Bear, uh, a solar company and uh, just an all-around uh, dude, you know. Uh, you got the nonprofit going on, and you're speaking all over Native country. And you spoke to my tribe, which I really appreciate about it. Uh, you're the expert, and we just love to see you. Can barely see you, kind of in the shadows right there. It's kind of yeah. I just noticed that my my other light went out on the other side of this. It uh, I'm in one of I'm in one of my rooms. I just got home. I was uh, traveling, um, but um, yeah, sorry about that, everyone. I got a oh, I have one of these 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 lights. I didn't plug it in yet, though. But that's cool. Um, We're radio yeah. show. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, but I'm I'm speaking uh, next month in um, at the Seminole um, in Hollywood, Florida, at the um, Renewable Energy um, Conference, and then uh, New Orleans the next month. Um, and, and, uh, talking about, um, you know, uh, the funders network is having a, a conference around, um, they want to fund more native American orgs and, um, I'm going to be talking there and, you know, we've got a lot of great native American organizations that, you know, aren't being, um, funded. Um, they're not, uh, you know, getting the necessary resources, um, that I believe they need. Uh, we've got a lot of great uh, talent out there in Native country, 
And um, I want to go ahead and talk about that um, out in New Orleans um, next month, or March, in March Roberts. Wow, I'll have to try and get out there uh, if if I can. Jeez, that sounds like a a, a good uh, symposium. And here comes the cat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, we started. We just started the planning. Uh, we're doing the planning now for the Net Zero project down there at Prairie Island. Uh, so we're we're doing a lot of the planning. Um, we're going to be uh, bringing on some tribal members on that project. So for those of you that are listening from Prairie Island. Uh, community. Uh, uh, going to be in touch with you guys down there pretty shortly. Um, so we're going to be hiring some uh, people um, to help us build this project. This is going to be an exciting project. Project. It's a $46 million um, net zero uh, project that uh, uh, we're going to be doing there uh, with the state of Minnesota and, of course, the Prairie Island community down there. So it's pretty exciting, Robert. Hey, Robert, when um, we got to change the name of the show, Robert. Um <laughs> when uh when you say net zero are you talking about like windows more insulated windows things like that the whole gambit is that what uh when you talk about net zero yeah so like um, we're going to be doing a lot of uh work you know within the homes too within the within the the, the buildings um the entire community um and we're going to try and bring down uh that energy usage to uh net zero meaning that we're we're going to go under the usage of fossil fuels and or nuclear down there because uh, the nuclear, you know, uh, power plant is right across the way there. So what's really going to be cool is you're going to be able to look at all those solar panels. And in the background, um, you're going to see that nuclear power plant. But, you know, I, I think that that's the future. Right. So um, to me, that's the future, at least. And and uh, so that's kind of what's kind of exciting about that is replacing that old generation of energy uh, with new renewable energy. Now, one of the things that I've heard uh, in the in the negative sense about, let's say, solar energy, how do you how do you uh, react to somebody saying, "Well, it costs so much money to make the panels and the it, blah blah blah," or, or you know, or, or it takes minerals to take the to get the batteries? What what is your response to some naysayer like that? Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of like you know. Um, if you do nothing, nothing changes. You know what I mean? And so I think we have to look at the big picture and, you know, is continuing down the same road that we're that we're on with the inequality that we face in our society around fossil fuel, um, you know, around the fossil fuel industry. Um, is that necessarily, you know, what we want to continue to do? You know, we're only uh, one group, really. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the concentration of, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, of money um, is, is in one area, you know, or do we want that spread out, you know, in a more democratic way? So we're not only, so when we talk about climate change and we talk about, you know, all this stuff, you know, we're actually talking about, you know, uplifting communities too, with, you know, new jobs, new green jobs, new, new opportunities where, you know, we're distributing, you know, these energy resources all across the land and all across the country and all across communities where they all can benefit from it. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. Is there, is there, is there going to be some collateral damage? Is there going to be some, you know, um, you know, some, you know, uh, some areas that, you know, uh, I guess we do consider sacrifice zones. I'm almost positive, Robert, that that's going to happen because that's happening right now. But do we continue on that same, that same trek, um, you know, and change and, and try to make the planet healthier because we, we did a lot of damage. We got to clean it up now. That's the bottom line. We did so much damage to this planet that now we have to we have to start doing what's right for it and start cleaning it up. So this is just one of the ways that we have to do it. So that's what I say to those people that, you know, are are against this transition. Well, and I'll, I'll also say that, you know, uh, things are getting better. Do you still have the same calculator you had 50 years ago? Or, or you know, are the batteries eventually going to be made out of hemp? Possibly, but there has to be money moving in order for that to to happen. Has to money has to be moving in and out before these businesses look more greener and do things differently, and the technology is catching up. Yep, and absolutely, Robert, and that's where all of you and the listeners come into play here, right? Because you dictate where you want to spend your money, where you want to invest your money, and and what Wall Street is getting the signals now of is that. The, the, the people that are investing their, their, their earnings now 
are very conscientious of where their money is landing at. And so it's no longer just lending into the, the, the perfect return on investment. They're actually thinking about, I want my money to land in areas that's going to make a difference in society, such as, you know, renewable energy jobs or communities or, you know, uh, more projects like that. So, you know, that that's what's really changing. And so you see a big rush of money coming out of fossil fuels and into the renewable energy industry now and into green jobs and green careers. And so that's what's really exciting now, right? We have a new kind of investor, you know, um, they're looking at the long-term picture. They want a world that they can grow up in, where they can live in, and they can go ahead and thrive in. And um, and, and that's really what's happening. So that's why all of everybody that's listening right now and, and you know, where we play a, a really important role. I know that. In, and, and a lot of my investments, Robert, I'm investing in solar panels. I'm investing in batteries. I'm investing in, like, all this technology that you wouldn't – I, you know, probably, you know, the – you know, a financial manager would look at me and think I'm crazy, but I believe in it. And this is where I want my, my I want my retirement money parked at. And that's what I'm doing. Right on. You know, uh, Wendy and I were talking, uh, I was in New York with her this last weekend, and we uh, were saying that there's been no snow in the last 14 months in New York City or and that is so unlike them. And it's it's a, a frightening time. So investing in things that aren't uh, aren't burning up our, our world, which it is, you know, I talk about, it's like, Hey, we have to, you know, save this and that. And it's like, no, we need this stuff because the planet is burning. You know, I don't care how much money we're going to save on solar. The planet's burning. We got to do something different. And, 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 and you, and you like, and you think about it too, Robert, like I think about Spike Lee when he says, wake up, you know, he always says that in his movies, wake up. Like, that's what we really have to do. We really have to wake up and look around and start looking at, you know, the, the environment around us and just really see that it's not like it used to be. You know, I just read an article where it was the coldest place on Earth for the last thousand years. It is now getting warm there. It is now like warm in this area that they've been tracking for a thousand years. It's always been cold or whatever. Now it's warm. Like, this is crazy, Robert. This yeah. is crazy. So like, we really need to wake up and, you know, and really need to understand that we have to start taking action now and only we can do it. And we need strong leadership. We need, we need, uh, you know, uh, policymakers. We need to uh, 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 vote them in. Right. And people need to speak up at the polls. They need to speak with their wallets. They need to buy uh, electric vehicles. Uh, we need to put solar panels out there. Um, you know, and we need to support um, this transition where the whole community thrives and, and succeeds along with this transition. Amen to that. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I've, I've just, it, we're at a turning point in many, many ways in our, in, in this country uh, as Native people. Uh, we're, we're at a turning point here, and I think the Native nations are leading the way because there's funding out there for these kind of projects now. Um, so I'm really excited. Well, and, and, and just think about it, Robert, you're an elected official. You're the one that set up that meeting with your nation, right? And we told them, and we were honest with them, and we told them we didn't hold back on anything. You know what I mean? Because this is something that you can't hold back on. You've got to let it all out there. You're going to have a lot of other developers that are going to sit there and say, oh, you can do this, you can do that. But I don't think that that's the way to go. I think you just throw it all out there. You let people make the best decisions that they can, and and we try to move the and we try to move the needle and get this out to as many tribal nations and many people as possible. Because I too believe that tribes can lead the way in this. Yeah, and I've learned so much from you uh, being on. How many years have you been on Native Roots Radio? <laughs> I think we're going on like three years. What do you think? Yeah, well, as a regular, but we've had you on many times, and then we both did. We both did our, our trek to Iowa during the first Native American presidential forum. I think, Wendy, Wendy, when was that? Was that like three years now or what? I think it's about three years. It might even be more. You know, I think we all lost a year or two with COVID <laughs> and, and our perception of a year or two has changed since then. I know mine has, so I don't know exactly. Well, I can say this, Robert. You were listening to me back then when I was talking about all this, <laughs> and it's yeah. so crazy how things are moving now and, yeah. and how all this investment now is coming in from the feds into tribal nations, especially around renewable energy. Did you know that the people um, said that besides the Paris Climate Agreement, the IRA Act is the most important 
uh, legislation for climate change ever in the history of the world. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. Hey, we're with Robert Blake uh, with Solar Bear Energy uh, with the solar with the solar news. Thank you so much for stopping in with your busy schedule. It's always always a pleasure. Oh. <laughs> we'll be hollowing next with Wendy's uh, sacred animal portion. That was Bob Blake, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. COVID-19 is still here. It's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help you protect yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. Get your booster at the 360 Colburn Clinic, operated by St. Paul Ramsey County Public Health, for a chance to win one of five $500 Visa gift cards. Each week in January, a winner will be selected from eligible persons age 5 and up who got their COVID-19 booster. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit RamseyCounty.us slash booster. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, 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 we're here with Wendy with our sacred animal portion of the show. Uh, Wendy, good to see you and great to have you on the show as always. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani, and that means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the state and local level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. We have a couple of things going on, so I just want to remind everybody about Howling for Wolves and Wolf Day at the state capitol, and again, uh, that is on Tuesday, February 7th. Uh, You could sign up uh, to be in person, I will be there in person, uh, or you could sign up to to be online. So you would have an online uh, meeting with your legislators, and you're going to ask them to please save our Minnesota wolves and to keep them uh, safe. And we do not want a mandatory wolf hunt in Minnesota. So that's what we're asking for. So if you can please uh, sign up and, and do that, we'd all appreciate it. The other thing, Robert, and you know I've done this many, many times. I can't even – I was trying to remember today how many times uh, the Humane Society of the United States is hosting an event uh, on Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. That's coming up really soon, Humane Lobby Day. So Humane Lobby Day is another day at the Minnesota State Capitol where we all gather. Again, there is an online uh, option if you choose not to be there in person 
I will be there in person. Uh, I just signed up for it today. And what we're going to do, again, that's on Wednesday, February 15th, uh, we're going to talk to our legislators about uh, a couple of bills that we want them to be aware of so that when they when the bills come in front of them, the legislators will say, oh, yeah, I know, I just had some constituents uh, come and talk to me about these bills, and it's really important to them that I um, either oppose or approve these bills, depending on what it is. Uh, I don't know what they are yet. We're going to find out soon. Uh, But we want you to register by February 1st. That's the last day to register. Uh, The last day to register is Monday, February 13th. Uh, We need you to register so that they could make appointments uh, with your legislators and you could just talk to them about these bills. And it's really important. I think um, it it costs $10 to register. Um, and the $10 goes towards, uh, the rental of the church that's across the street where we have the meetings beforehand and the janitor who puts all the chairs away <laughs> and, uh, also for lunch. So it's a pretty good deal for 10 bucks. Um, so it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of people who are like-minded and care about animals. And, uh, these are bills that are really important that could really have an impact on animals and animals' lives, it's really important to do that. But not only in Minnesota are there uh, things to do, all over the United States, the Humane Society of the United States hosts different events, uh, Humane Lobby Day, in different times of the year. So you could go on and check uh, in your state what's going on and how you could help animals. Uh, In Indiana, I just want to bring this up, it's really important. Uh, Indiana, right now, there's a dangerous bill uh, that's going to be coming across legislators' desks. Uh, It's Senate Bill 134 and House Bill 1121. And what this dangerous bill can do uh, is it can nullify all the current ordinances that Indiana has in place uh, for pet stores, right? Not to sell dogs and cats that are derived from puppy mills. That could all end. Uh, there's somebody out there who wants this bill to go through. I'm sure it's somebody who owns puppy mills or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Mm. But if you live in Indiana or you know somebody uh, who lives in Indiana, please ask them just to give their legislators a quick call. Most of the time, you don't even talk to your legislators when you call them. You kind of, you call them. Uh, There's either a voicemail or the legislative assistant will answer the phone. And all you have to say is, I want my legislator so-and-so's name uh, to please oppose, you know, Senate Bill 134 and House Bill 1121. We That's all we need, right, is to have more pet stores around selling dogs and cats that are coming from these horrible, horrible uh, puppy mills. So if you can do that, that would be great. Um, and that's in Indiana. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, you know, as Robert mentioned earlier, I am in Long Beach, New York. It's on Long Island, the south shore of Long Island. And I'm by the beach, by the ocean. And, um, you know, I'm walking around every day on the boardwalk and even on the sand. It was pretty nice today, 50 degrees and sunny. But I see a lot of litter. And mostly what I see is plastic film, plastic films that are just, you know, blowing around in the street by the ocean. And uh, Robert, this is going to be like free advertisement for the service that we use, but I think it's like so important. And and I just love it. It's called Ridwell, R-I-D-W-E-L-L. And it's a service that helps you um, recycle things that your regular recycling um, company does not recycle. One of the items is plastic film. Um, and plastic film is covers everything, literally, right? You buy right. a loaf of bread, that's that plastic film that covers the loaf of bread. You buy toilet paper, paper towels, that plastic that it's wrapped in, that's plastic film. Garbage bags, um, you know, bubble wrap, uh, the plastic kind of containers that Amazon, you get from Amazon. So these are uh-huh. all plastic film. And I'm telling you, you know, we... Um, 
we use this service. You have to pay for it. Um, I, I feel it's pretty reasonable. It's $16 a month. And I feel like the, you know, not everyone could afford $16 a month, but I feel like if, if you can't afford the $16 a month and Ridwell is in your area, you should sign up for it because I can't even tell you how many bags yeah. of recycled items. And I, I feel like I'm like, oh, my God, I have this big bill, bag of uh, plastic film and I know it's not going to end up in the landfill. It's not going to land in the street or the oceans and pollute the animals and the, you know, the whales and all the seabirds and everything that get tangled up in this stuff right um it also takes other things like batteries light bulbs yeah so it's it's fantastic they take styrofoam um yeah and i really really love ridwell so free advertisement for ridwell but maybe uh, we should give them a call and see if they want to support the show exactly (laughs) i think the end you play this piece that i just that I just <laughs> broadcasted here mm-hmm. and, and let them know that, um, well, you know, it's, it's free like advertisement. That, it's like the yellow Volkswagen syndrome. We walk our neighborhood, Wendy, and then we see these yes. Ridwell uh, uh, containers, containers, which is a nice little square kind of, it's nice looking and it's right on your stairs. And, but it's yeah. funny we see them and go, oh my God. If people um, are old enough, I'm, I'm old enough to remember this, the milkman and you had the milk crates in the front of your house that's exactly what it looks like like when the mil- milkman came to deliver the milk now i'm my really aging myself like, but my sister kind of looked like the milkman oh just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's an old joke too. but yeah we also you know and again i saw a couple of balloons pop balloons with strings on the balloons and i know it's probably um it's probably you know somebody's sending up balloons to a loved one in heaven but balloons don't go to heaven they end up in the streets they end up in our oceans they're polluting everything so let's find a different way to celebrate our loved ones who have passed but that is my segment for tonight hey great segment as always good to see you on the show and also uh what a great show we had tonight yeah excellent yes a lot of good stuff going on in indian country definitely hey if you're listening to the show you're part of the resistance from chief plenty coops the ground on which we stand on it's sacred ground it is the blood of our ancestors we need to resist divest join a group and run for office we're still here we are the seventh generation free leonard peltier now